Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. You're listening to WQYLDB Wathasha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flynn. Your, your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Hello and welcome to the Enterprise Now Radio Show. I am your host, Elsie Flinnard, and I am super excited. I have with me Mark Kappis with Tennis Incorporated. And uh, when I say that this person has a wealth of knowledge and wisdom, that is a gross understatement. But I, w- I won't steal his thunder. I'll let him uh, tell you guys all about that over the course of our, of our uh, conversation. But first, let me do some housekeeping here. Uh, I want to say thank you again to all of the people who listen to the Enterprise Now radio show. I have given you guys a new name. I'm going to start calling you guys the Enterprisers because that's what you guys do. You enterprise, you innovate, you create. You are the engine that drives America. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being leaders in the community. Thank you for creating jobs and um, pushing and and helping uh, the business community grow. So let's get right into it. I'm, I'm excited about this conversation for many reasons. But uh, but most of all, I want to say thank you, uh, Mark, for for joining me on the on the program. And um, uh, every week, I usually ask my, my guests to, to tell me more about themselves. But I add a little bit to that by saying, tell me about yourself. And you're welcome to go all the way back to the day you were born. Or you can start recently. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> Well, thank you for having me on the show, LZ. It's a pleasure. Well, I'll probably start a, a little um, in the today and, and work maybe uh, backwards, uh, then forwards again. Uh, I am a person that won the lottery. I have just a great wife. Um, I couldn't ask for anything better. And uh, my wife of almost 30 years, this year it'll be 30 years. Um, she is a school teacher, elementary school teacher, and I have two young men um, as children. One's a chemical engineer, and one is a an aerospace engineer. So very proud of um, those those young guys. Um, I am a a son of immigrant parents. Uh, both my parents moved from Germany to the United States back in the '60s, and and I was fortunate enough to be born here in in the United States. So I am living the American dream, as um, as it's uh, was always put in front of me. And I have to say, both my brother and sister have done the same. 
Um, after graduating from high school and completing college in business administration, I joined the military because I wanted to see a little part of the world and, and specifically back from my family roots. So I signed up and uh, was stationed in Germany for a few years um, as a military policeman. Um, after that, I came back to the United States and got what I call a big boy job. Uh, where I started with a chemical company. And I started in Milwaukee in, in a local distribution office of theirs. And over the next 30 years, I took on various uh, responsibilities, growth and responsibilities, everywhere from managing a, 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 a administration um, division within this company. I uh, spent time with the electronics division and uh, again, more with the industrial division distribution business. And uh, during that time, I worked on a lot of uh, what I call acquisitions, almost 20 acquisitions. And that gave me a lot of experience working with entrepreneurs because my company was looking at innovative products, chemical products. So um, it always kind of intrigued me that, boy, I've, I've worked for a large company and I did for the next 30 years. Um, yeah, to to uh, once I was ready to change jobs, um, that I would join a small company, and that small company is Tannis Incorporated, where I'm the VP of Sales and Marketing. Um, Tannis is a is a company with two locations here in the United States and in, in Wisconsin, and we have about 100 employees. And our product line is uh, basically industrial brushes and abrasives. Um, besides work, I, I am a adjunct instructor at Carroll University and uh, do a lot of youth coaching of soccer. So got a full life both during the day and in the evenings. So that's me in twenty in two minutes, LZ. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that that sounds like a very uh, extensive background there. Now, do you have um, a background in entrepreneurship yourself, or um, is it just uh, the corporate American um, experience? Well, it started at a, actually a young age. Uh, my parents uh, bought a property, and it was a trout farm or a fish farm. So. Uh, um, at a very young age, at 12 years old, I would deal with customers. Um, I would uh, buy the supplies and, and be very active in that business. So that entrepreneurial spirit was was with me at a very young age. Gotcha, gotcha. So let's talk a little bit about that, about dealing with customers. How how important is uh, d- being able to deal with customers in a in a I guess in a in a way that's excellent. How important is that for entrepreneurs? Well, without customers, you really don't have a business, and so you have to to really have a culture within your business that uh, customers come first. Now, one of the interview questions I like to ask prospective um, customer or employees is, you know, do you believe customers are always right? And it's it's a trick question because, um, no, customers aren't always right, but you have to put them first. You have to make them feel right. And that's my point of view. So um, if customers want to return something that is not defective, but for some reason they want to return it, or they ask for a favor, or you're in negotiations with them, you know, there are small things that you can do as a business person to make the customer feel uh, um, as the most important customer that your business has. Gotcha. Now, what um, kind of backtracking here, what made you um, have gave you interest in, in being a professor? Well, I thought with all my years of experience in the corporate world, 
Um, and again, I dealt with a lot of um, large companies in aerospace and energy, chemicals, uh, the list goes on and on. And I traveled more than 4 million miles during my, my corporate years. Um, I thought that I would have some, some value in working with what I call the new new uh, generation of entrepreneurs. And what's really interesting is um, as I teach uh, general business classes or even MBA classes, the number of people, uh, number of students that have this desire to start their own business. Gotcha. Now, um, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, things have changed <laughs> since, you know, when when you were growing up even, um, and when people would, you know, you would go to, to college, you would graduate, you'd land a, a, an awesome job, and you'd stay in that job for the rest of your career. Things are different now. Um, talk a little bit about about that. How different things are, even in in the in the the corporate uh, environment, and um, relating that to entrepreneurship. Sure, and and I can see it with my my two sons. Uh, today is just a, a a time of opportunity for young people. If you have drive, if you have the desire, and if you're willing to take some risks both in the corporate world and also as an entrepreneur, the sky is really the, the limit. Uh, one, you have to have good business sense, obviously, but um, from an entrepreneur standpoint, there are the resources necessary today versus even 20 or 30 years ago to start your own business, to get that capital, to buy a plant or buy the equipment that you would need to get going. Um, you know, the Internet has um, really made every company look the same size. So uh, from a starting your own business, I think uh, really the sky's the limit. I hate to use that uh, uh, cliche, but it, it really is. In the corporate world, um, you can go in to a company and you can start with any company that uh, you would like. Uh, but you have the opportunity to to move around um, within and outside of companies. As an example, if you joined a you know Fortune 100 company now, um, it's probably a global business. So you can start in one geography, in one discipline area like accounting or production, and you can transfer your, yourself probably around the world if you wanted to and do something different every couple of years. Um, and third, I think there's a safety net these days. Um, I hate to put it this way, but, uh, you know, parents are supporting their children a little bit longer. So, um, you know, at a young age, if you took some risk, um, you do have maybe that support net network there. So um, you're you're more apt to, to kind of go on your own. My generation, and I'm in my 50s, it was you no know, join a company, and the expectation was that you'd work for them for you know twenty five or thirty years until you retired. Being in um in your um your uh, position now, are you seeing a difference in 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 tenure in ter in terms of how long people are staying with companies, or is your company uh, unique in that way? Um, Tannis is is unique. Uh, we have many long term employees. In fact, uh, many of them started with the business uh, you know twenty twenty five years ago as the business grew. Um, I'll move away from, from Tannis a little bit and just my observation of what I call big companies. I think there's a little less loyalty um, from big companies in some of their activities that they're doing. Um, you know, during rough economic times, they're withholding um, salary increases. 
they've cut a lot of the benefits, even things like, you know, free coffee for employees. Um, you know, uh, I, I've heard stories of that. I've actually seen it um, in, um, in practice. So that loyalty isn't there that uh, maybe uh, was there when I started working in a corporate world. And, uh, you know, as people become entrepreneurs and after you start your business and you have to hire employees, you got to remember some of those things that, you know, want to have people stay around. Um, I'll pick on one other example. Uh, big companies, um, you know, again, laying people off during uh, rough economic times or not giving promotions and then seeing the CEO because they're under contract making multi-millions of dollars. I, I think that sets a, a bad taste in, in a lot of new employees' um, um, uh, mouths. So, you know, again, when they see that type of activity happening within the company, you just uh, are a little less loyal. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, this is a good place to take a break, Mark. But um, w- w- when we get back, I want to talk more about um, the 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 topic we were uh, discussing before in terms of um, that being a lot of opportunity for young folks in entrepreneurship. Um, so when we get back, I'll, we'll dig into that. We'll be back right after this. Locally owned and operated businesses are the backbone of our local economy. They employ upwards of 70% of the residents and are the sole sponsors of our recreational programs for our children. Without them, a community ceases to exist. We may not be able to change the economic state of our nation, but we can certainly do so on a local level. Rely Local is a new locals-only business directory. No big box retailers or national chains. Just locally owned and operated businesses who play a vital role within our community. Rely Local is not just about printing local coupons and finding local jobs. It's a campaign to restore strength within the local economy. We rely on these locally owned and operated businesses every day. Can they rely on us? Save time, save money, strengthen your community. Visit RelyLocal.com today. Feeling stuck or overwhelmed in your business? Having trouble putting ideas into action? Not getting the results you want? Your business is in need of a coach, an experienced professional that motivates, provides honest feedback, and helps develop an action plan for your success. Did you know that 50% of businesses fail within the first five years? This doesn't have to be your business. You can now get all the help you need to succeed. Just visit Enterprise Now at enterprise-now.biz. Enterprise Now is a business development firm that specializes in providing business training, seminars, online training courses, and business coaching for business owners and entrepreneurs. That's enterprise-now.biz. Why wait? Take your business to the next level. We'll take your vision and your goals and deliver accountability motivation, and an action plan so you and your business will succeed. Don't become a statistic. Visit us at enterprise-now.biz. Increase profits, grow your business, and improve your business skills today. Enterprise-now.biz. Are you looking for the best way to advertise your business, services, or products? Look no further than WQYLDB Radio. Get your message heard on the hottest new radio station on the planet. Get up to 30 minutes of airtime on four episodes for just 50 bucks, or 60 minutes of airtime on four episodes for only 100 bucks. Why wait? Advertise today on the next big radio station. Got a podcast show? Let us promote it using our social media and website. We can also help in all of your podcast editing and production visit wqyl-db.com today's compelling talk and variety music wqyl-db radio the talk and music you want to hear 
You're listening to WQYLDB Wathershaw, the talk and music you want to hear. All right, we are back on the Enterprise now. I'm talking with Mark Kappis with uh, Tannis Incorporated. And uh, Mark, I want to talk about opportunity. Mm-hmm. Opportunity for entrepreneurs. Uh, you mentioned before, one of the key things uh, that one would need is a good business sense. What does that mean? Well, generally people, when they uh, start their own business, they're doing it in a, a area where they have expertise. So as an example, uh, they may know how to fix uh, air conditioners, heaters, and, and water heaters uh, because of their HVAC background. So they, they after a few years with one company, they may start their own. Um, or if they like, as an example, uh, wine, they may open up their own wine bar or something like that. So they generally have a good background in the business that um, they want to start. The business sense comes into play is, uh, one, it's, it's well documented that typically business fails because people don't anticipate the the um, the rough times or even the pace to get going, that cycle time to get your business established and build that customer base. So um, they just run out of cash or, or resources to keep the business going. So um, having that that business understanding of, okay, I'm starting this business. How do I get a business license? How do I put together the financial statements? Um, you know, what are my policies um, uh, that I need to have in place? And then I, I think it's probably under uh, talked about a little bit. I do think some entrepreneurs don't price their service adequately. They forget that. Yeah, I may be working 40 hours uh, with customers, but there's times that you have to do the invoice processing or you have to uh, get new clients. So they forget to build that into kind of their schedule and um, their their overhead rates aren't aren't sufficient enough to to cover those those activity costs. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think part two, uh, you know, I, I was taking notes as you were um, you were talking there um, being organized. Understanding your numbers, your financials, knowing you know why you need to, uh, to have a P and L uh, income statement and and uh, you know all those documents, those financial documents, knowing how to read them and how to make business decisions based on uh, your financials, pricing strategy, resource allocation, uh, all the all the things that, um, in my opinion, and I wish I had hard numbers on this, but I would venture to say that most people who go into business, especially on a, the small to medium size. Uh, um, enterprise level don't have that business skill that business skill set prior to going into business it's more um, learn on, on the job type uh, of training which is awesome uh, but I think a lot of times uh, as you said not antip- anticipating the ebbs and flows of, of, of business of customers uh, whether that be because it's a seasonal business knowing that okay you you have to account for cash flow um, dips in a summer if it's a, it's a if it's a seasonal business or the or the other way around if it's a <clears throat> excuse me if it's a business that uh, is more active in the winter so I think part of it is just having those those hard business skills um, as you mentioned you know you may be good at uh, fixing things but you may not be good at um, you know projections and budgets and all those good things. So, uh, so I definitely agree that you know that's one of the the main challenges uh, that many many entrepreneurs have. So, in your opinion, what are some of the ways we can get over that that challenge in order to 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 ensure uh, a higher level of success for for business owners? Sure. 
Well, overall, you know, before you get going, you need to have a, a, a very detailed business plan and you need to have scenarios in there to encounter, like you call the seasonality or um, changes in, in cash flow. You know, some people will take advantage of cash flow. They may not pay you in 30 days. It may take 90 days. Um, uh, but having that detailed business plan. Now, if your business is one that you're going to have to hire people, um, probably your first hire should be a CFO or chief financial officer. Uh, someone that's been a controller in a small to medium-sized company that understands the finance stuff, but they also typically have a good background with IT and legal matters. Um, and they can guide you in in the right area. Even if your business is what I call home-based and you're the only employee, you probably need to have a good accountant to help you through that, uh, probably even before you start the business, but as you're kind of going through that planning process. Hmm. One of the reasons, Mark, that I love doing this show is because I learned so much. You just blew my mind, and I'll tell you why. It's it's weird how when you, you can kind of know something, but then the way someone says it kind of brings it out. And um, what I'm referring to is you mentioned uh, part of the, the, the way that we can get over this challenge of not having those hard business skills is having a, a really good, detailed business plan and, um, and, and also hiring or bringing on board a CFO or a good uh, accountant that can kind of help walk you through the financial uh, side of business. You would think that that was that would be common, you know, in, in my mind. But one thing that, I, that I'm thinking now is. That that's a light bulb moment, right? Because a lot of people don't do that. They just kind of go into business without a, a really good plan. And, and that would explain why a lot of businesses fail. That would be my understanding. And, and again, I've seen uh, some business do extremely well because of um, the the critical hires that you need to get your business. Uh, they've done an extremely good job um, taking their time to, to find the right person that fits culturally. They uh, may not have to be an expert or guru in that type of business, but they have the knowledge of the essentials of that uh, that job. Uh, but the business plan, again, uh, people skip over it. They don't look at contingencies. Um, and also, what's your product? Um, you know, again, I'll go into the uh, HVAC if you were starting your own uh, company and you're going to have your truck and go around and fix things. Um, you, you do need a business plan for that. How are you going to price your product? And, you know, what differentiates you to the other people doing that? So, you know, you can build up your base, uh, your business. A lot of people just think it's easy, but you really got to put some some energy into it to to make sure you don't stray too far from what your your mission is. Um, so how how can um, a person, for example, um, a, a great number of entrepreneurs started out working for someone else? What are some of the key takeaways that one can gather over the course of working for someone else that will help them when they decide to, to own an, or operate their own business? That's a, a very good question. Um, some of the, the big companies that you work for obviously have been around for a long time. Um, you know, they're generally not, there's not too many big companies that have just started, you know, yesterday. Um, now, they may have only been around for the past five and 10 years, and they're probably, you know, an IT type of uh, business, but learn from what that company does very good. 
and uh, it's probably they move slowly. Most companies move very cautiously. I don't want to say slowly, but they move very cautiously. Some decisions can be made very fast, but they they look at all angles of of um, you know challenges that may come up in that business. So you know. I, Look at how the that business is organized, um, what kind of departments that they have, um, because you're probably going to need them sometime in, in your your new business that you're starting. You may not be able to afford, a, you know, a, a, a 20 or 30 lawyers, or you may not be able to afford a, a, a marketing person, but you got to have that background. Um, otherwise, you're going to fail miserably, in my in my opinion. Uh, I know you mentioned before one of the, the the key stakeholders or people that you need to bring on board is a good finance person. Um, who would be your number your number two person um, if you, you would give advice to someone who's starting a business? You say, okay, get your financial person. The very next person, who who would that person be? Well, I think it's somewhat business specific. Um, if I were starting a manufacturing company. I would um, say it's the production controller, the, the person who's going to to um, you know schedule what gets made and when it gets made. Uh, they control the inputs, and uh, they can save you a lot of money. Um, but I think uh, really for a new business, when you start out, what you should do um, so you can control cost is is pay the the higher fee but have consultants or third parties uh, working on your behalf because your business is going to morph um, you may be thinking one direction but you may have to go and deviate the path fairly quick uh, because you may find some roadblocks as an example you may have started a business that you don't think there's competition but you know the employer you may have just left uh, will will create a roadblock so um, instead of making a whole lot of hires I would probably buy or excuse me, uh, a contract out with someone who does the IT work, um, someone that helps with the continuous improvement projects, things like that. But people like customer service and sales, um, you know, you can't necessarily do that. So, um, you know, you you should attract the the best person for the the pay that you can. Uh, afford. Gotcha. You brought up a really good point, and um, I'm going to do some selfish promotion uh, after this break. But um, when we get back, I want to talk about um, business consulting, business coaches, um, how valuable they could be to even a, even a startup business, and um, and also um, established businesses. So um, I want to talk about that when we get back. We'll be back right after this. Locally owned and operated businesses are the backbone of our local economy. They employ upwards of 70% of the residents and are the sole sponsors of our recreational programs for our children. Without them, a community ceases to exist. We may not be able to change the economic state of our nation, but we can certainly do so on a local level. Rely Local is a new locals-only business directory. No big box retailers or national chains. Just locally owned and operated businesses who play a vital role within our community. Rely Local is not just about printing local coupons and finding local jobs. It's a campaign to restore strength within the local economy. We rely on these locally owned and operated businesses every day. Can they rely on us? Save time, save money, strengthen your community. Visit RelyLocal.com today. Feeling stuck or overwhelmed in your business? Having trouble putting ideas into action? Not getting the results you want? Your business is in need of a coach, an experienced professional that motivates, provides honest feedback, and helps develop an action plan for your success. 
Did you know that 50% of businesses fail within the first five years? This doesn't have to be your business. You can now get all the help you need to succeed. Just visit Enterprise Now at enterprise-now.biz. Enterprise Now is a business development firm that specializes in providing business training, seminars, online training courses, and business coaching for business owners and entrepreneurs. That's enterprise-now.biz. Why wait? Take your business to the next level. We'll take your vision and your goals and deliver accountability motivation, and an action plan so you and your business will succeed. Don't become a statistic. Visit us at enterprise-now.biz. Increase profits, grow your business, and improve your business skills today. Enterprise-now.biz. Are you looking for the best way to advertise your business, services, or products? Look no further than WQYLDB Radio. Get your message heard on the hottest new radio station on the planet. Get up to 30 minutes of airtime on four episodes for just 50 bucks, or 60 minutes of airtime on four episodes for only 100 bucks. Why wait? Advertise today on the next big radio station. Got a podcast show? Let us promote it using our social media and website. We can also help in all of your podcast editing and production visit wqyl-db.com today's compelling talk and variety music wqyl-db radio the talk and music you want to hear you're listening to wqyl-db wakasha the talk and music you want to hear Welcome back to the Enterprise Now Radio Show. We um, we're having a wonderful conversation about business ownership, um, how to um, make sure that you don't fall into the traps of um, businesses past that have not succeeded. Um, a lot of really good stuff here. Um, everything from dealing with customers to having a good business sense to um, managing risk, being willing to take risks, um, uh, learning how to manage your your finances, um, pricing strategy resource allocation, business plans, CFOs, and product strategies. So we've talked about a lot of great stuff. And if you're just joining us, I have good news for you. You can go to our website, www.wqyl-db.com slash podcast, and you can check out all of our past conversations, including this one, and catch up on all of the uh, the insights that I just mentioned. So uh, before the break, we were talking about um, leveraging we're um, really leveraging time and leveraging skill sets. Um, and one of the ways you can do that is hiring um, a, a consultant, a person who is an expert in that uh, in that area that can help you grow your business. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. How how valuable is a business coach or a, a business consultant? Well, I think they can be invaluable. And uh, there are there are people that uh, perform business coaching uh, services and things like that. There is one alternative, and that is uh, hopefully when you're starting your business, you're understanding the, the legal implications with the business formation, uh, sole proprietorship versus uh, a corporation. So if you start a corporation, what you may want to think of doing is bringing on some board of directors that um, you may give some stock options to. Um, or you have, you know, people that you know that you would trust. Maybe they're willing to do this uh, for little or no money. But these, the, the board of directors can provide uh, just uh, a, a whole lot of 
information. And when you do pick your board of directors, you can get someone that has operations expertise, or you can get someone that has a finance background or someone that's in sales. So they can help coach you in those different disciplines where you may not have as much expertise as you need to, to succeed. So that's one way to, um, you know, find that coaching expertise without uh, actually hiring a, a coach or a consultant. So Mark, let's shift um, gears here a little bit. And um, I'd like to l- learn more about tennis and what you guys do. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about tennis, um, a little history about the company and, and what you guys do. Scott Tennis and his father started the business about 30 years ago. And the product line is industrial brushes. And when I interviewed for the position and when I joined, I thought brushes, well, that's, that's kind of unique. Well, industrial brushes are just about everywhere um, from metalworking um, to aerospace. Um, there's just a whole host of, of areas where brushes are used. And uh, our company does not make what I call consumer brushes, like toothbrushes or hair brushes, things like that. But we make brushes that you would put at the end of the drill or use in a CNC machine that would deburr uh, edges of metal or would give uh, a finish to flat sheets of uh, aluminum or or wood. So those, those businesses that uh, really are the backbone of the United States, we provide th- those industrial brushes too. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, I think you mentioned before you, you guys have about 100 um, employees. Um, so I would consider you guys in my in my mind, a, a small to medium sized company. Um, what are some of the, the lessons that you've learned over the years as um, as a person that's in sales and marketing in, in that size company? Well, having experienced a very large company, um, even though the business units were quite small, uh, the smallest one was about $20 million. Um, the other was close to $100 million. Um, the flexibility in a small company is is great. Um, it, it really um, is, is a special feeling when you have that flexibility to, to take care of your customers. Where, again, in the larger companies, there's a little bit more in terms of rules or in processes. So um, you have to follow those processes. And that just kind of slows down the, what I call the momentum at times. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, one of the, the things I think that um, is, is maybe not unique to you guys, but uh, attracting good people. Um, talk to us a little bit about that and how um, how important that is in terms of, um, you know, having a company culture that attracts good, um, good new talent. Sure. Uh, you know, quite honestly, I, I feel that our business, uh, we are... Um, more attractive maybe than some larger companies. Um, it, 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 it's probably no more than two or three layers between the president of the company and the person making the product or the person taking the orders. And the president of the company and the owner um, does walk the, the facilities and gets to know every, every employee. So um, knowing who you're working for and being able to go to that that person and, and talk about the business and uh, what could be better, uh, what improvements there are, um, you just wouldn't have that in a large company. Yeah, you may get a, a visit from the CEO every few years if you have a multi-facility uh, uh, company, 
Um, but it's, it's, it's almost like the military to some extent where um, the, the private doesn't want to talk to the general because they're a little nervous. We're in a small company. You know, everyone knows everyone. So a lot of great opportunities uh, uh, these days. Now, I think the challenge of our company and just about every company in the United States today is uh, is the pool of talent and employees and uh, being able to to bring on people that have the um, the tools, the the knowledge that you need to help the business grow. That is uh, that the skill set is changing in this country and. The educational system needs to to uh, modify itself to be able to to put out talented employees. Gotcha. Now let's dig a little bit deeper there, because um, what I hear you saying is um, those um, manufacturing skills are are needed, and but the educational system is not necessarily uh, equipping um, people with those skills. Sure. Well, one, I, I think there is such a, a push for for high schoolers to go to college when uh, to me, I, I think we may do a disservice to a, a large number of people that go to college and they really don't find the, the niche that they're looking for. They don't find happiness um, because, you know, it just wasn't for them or they go to you know, uh, school, uh, a college, they get a degree and now you incur debt and you don't, practice in, in certain disciplines. So I think trade schools are, are a great route for, for young people. And uh, trade, trade schools, I think, do a great job of preparing people to to work in any size company. Uh, the, the changing of the skill set is there's a real need for people that um, can fix things, fix a machine, fix a robot, um, and also have the, what I call, uh, software skills to operate um, the new high-tech equipment. Uh, one thing that's that's happening in what I call the global environment right now, people are automating their facilities. Uh, one, because of the shortage of labor, but two is, you know, customers are demanding a very consistent product. So robots are one way to, to hit that consistent product level what are what are in your mind what are some of the solutions how can we how can we as a really as a global economy bridge that gap yeah, that's a good question if if uh, <laughs> there was an answer I think uh, people would be working on it uh, again I think it's just um, really educating people on the opportunities within a a, a company and um, maybe having more what I'll call uh, flexibility in in high schools. Um, you know, is the curriculum made for people to work in office but not to work in a production environment or uh, what other type of companies that are out there? Um, you know, could you put people, uh, put high school students on a, a track that lets them work in a production area versus a, an office? I think those are all the types of things that um, I think business people and and the local sc- school districts really have to work on together. What are some of the types of jobs that you guys have um, there at your um, your corpor- corporation in terms of um, uh, manufacturing the uh, the brushes? Do you uh, I guess let me ask, do you guys manufacture the brushes brushes in house or um, uh, I guess take me through that and then uh, maybe give a, give us an idea of, of what opportunities might be present at your your company? 
Well, on the sales and marketing side, we have job titles such as uh, sales representatives or technical sales, customer service, and in marketing. In the production area, uh, there would be machine operators. There would be equipment technicians or machine technicians. Uh, these would be the people that would set up a machine, run um, uh, run the maintenance program, uh, fix the machine, and also do some, some programming on the, the software. Then there's warehouse and, and shipping uh, people. Um, the people that are doing what I'll call the um, tactical type of work, as well as managers and supervisors. And then third would be the engineering group, people that are doing the CAD drawings, people that are designing new products, people that are testing products, um, the the quality department that uh, puts the, uh, what I call the procedures and processes in place to make sure that the product is made consistently time after time. So those are the general uh, types of jobs within Tannis, and I think you would find those same types of jobs within many manufacturing type of companies. What makes um, Tannis a good place to work? It's it's the uh, what I'll call the culture. Everything from the customers first to really caring about um, the employees. Um, you know, as as employees get a little bit older, there's there's uh, a need to be more flexible. Um, in my case, my wife had major surgery um, earlier this year. Um, I was able to to uh, spend a lot of time with her during her recuperation and things like that. Uh, you know, a larger company, um, there's more rules, and um, probably I'd have to use a lot of vacation time to have that uh, what I'll call flexibility to, to take care of my spouse. So, um, you know, I think... There are um, kind of the, um, what, I, what I'll call the benefits, the attributes that uh, you find within a company that are really important. And, you know, as a manager or as an owner, you really got to care about your employees. You got to care about your your customers and your employees. And uh, when you, as an employee, you see that happening, you, you really feel good about going to work every day. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, um what is the, the best way that folks can uh, reach out to um, Tannis to uh, get a, a better idea of what you guys are, what you guys do, and uh, maybe uh, if they're interested in applying for one of uh, the positions that you guys uh, have there, where do, where do they go to, to do that? Well, our website, uh, Tannis Brush, T-A-N-I-S, and then the word brush.com is, is a good resource to find out more about the products and the company. And there is a careers link on the, the website as well to, to let people know what uh, positions are available. So I was looking to, to hire uh, production employees, and I always keep my eye out for that right uh, sales or customer service person, too, that will help us grow in the future. Um, you mentioned you guys have two locations. I know um, one is in Delafield, and where's the, uh, the, the uh, other location? In Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Nice area. Yes. Nice drive up there from from uh, the Milwaukee area. (laughs) 
All right, Mark. Well, as it does every week, the time has flown by and it is time for us to say goodbye. But uh, I never want to let folks go without asking this question. And that question is, what advice would you have for anyone who is entering into um, a new career or a new uh, business opportunity? Well, I, I think the the one advice that I would give uh, most employees, and I follow this rule as well, is keep moving, uh, explore new things, experience life. And what I mean by that is, um, uh, you know, learn something new every day. Um, maybe it applies to your job. Maybe it helps you on your on the personal side of things. Uh, so as you experience life, um, it just makes you know going every day to work more rewarding. It makes going home to your family more rewarding every day. So that would be my advice. Awesome, awesome. That's wonderful advice. I think I'm going to um, put that up on my whiteboard. Keep moving, explore new things, and experience life. That is great stuff. Well, thank you again, Mark, for, uh, for being with us. Um, I know I have notes and I know that uh, folks who are listening are going to get a lot out of this. So thank you so much for uh, for being with us tonight. Thank you for having me, LZ. And thank you guys for listening again. I know I say this every week, but I say it every week because I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys so much for the support. Um, and don't forget to go to uh, the website and check out all of the p- past conversations and leave a comment. Let people know that um, the, the advice that they're giving is helping and that is um, affecting change in your life and in your business. So, um, and I will certainly pass those comments along. So uh, go to our website and make, uh, make your comments there. Also uh, go to iTunes, um, rate us and write a review. So other people know how wonderful uh, the show is. And it's not wonderful because of me. It's wonderful, wonderful because of the guests and because of you guys. So go out to iTunes, uh, look us up. You can just uh, type in enterprise now radio show will pop up subscribe first of all subscribe to our podcast and then after you you subscribe um rate give us a, a, a an excellent five-star rating and then write a review so other people know um that we are doing a, an awesome job also don't forget to follow us on facebook i'm sorry like us on facebook follow us on twitter and um both for uh, wqyldb radio on on twitter and then go out to enterprise now and like us um on uh there as well so thank you guys again and we'll talk to you next week what a fantastic episode hey listen i want to know something what is the top concern that you have in your business is it sales is it marketing is it finance operations shoot me an email mayor at podcasttown.net I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.